Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're back for another week of In the End Zone with Coach Noel Mazzoni. And we've had an interesting season with Coach. He's come to us from beer gardens. He's, he's come to us from different places in Germany. Today, he's in his car, and he just got his espresso. So, Coach, it's good to have you back and enjoy that. Yeah, well, the typical, you know, drive through Starbucks. I'm into the oat milk shaken espresso game right now, which uh, my kids tell me at my age I should, like, really be cutting down in, on the espresso. I try to tell them at my age, you need to add espresso so I can stay awake during the day. Yeah. I'm listening to you order that drink, and it was very wordy. It was like a, it was like a long West Coast offense play with all the things you had to get put in there. And that's kind of, we're going to talk about terminology today. It kind of goes right with our theme. Starbucks needs to go to one-word tempo. They do. Drinks. That's exactly it. Yes. You should go, be able to go up there and yes. say one word. And, and get it. Or flash yes. them a picture, even better, right? Yes. They don't even have to open the window. Have some, have some boards in your car. Like they do on the Southwest flight now where they just flash you, do you want water, a Coke, a Sprite? Yeah. And you just go one, two, three, or four. See, that? Yeah. that's exactly that's it. Tempo, that's, that's tempo service right there. <laughs> well, that's the theme today. How do you do all this? How do you structure an offense and then add in things like being able to run it at a very fast pace. And this is something that's always been of interest to me. I don't know if, if I've ever told you this, no, but I was an English teacher for 10 years. So really the study of language um, is something I've always been interested in. When I was a young coach, I used to get my hands on any old playbook I could find anywhere and just study the terminology structure to understand how people looked at, how were they going to communicate things. And it's I mean, you could go all kinds of directions with this one, just like you could run any type of offense. There's there's a lot of different ways that people handle this. It is. It's a great it's a great discussion because there's so many different points of view on the discussion, right? I mean, I'm like you. I can remember. I, in fact, I happened to look at it the other day. I've got an old Oakland Raiders playbook that was probably at least this was just the offensive playbook, not special teams defense. The playbook was a good. I'm going to say three and a half inches thick. And everything was call and plays. I can remember first getting into it in the triple digit and all that, where you had to tell everybody everything. You know, I write zip, act 55, 628, backs cross, Ricky, Cobra. That's just one of your short calls. Right. And so 
that to me, the whole, we had this discussion the other day. So to me, the whole thing is how do I get, and now, you know, it was easy when you were just like two by two spread or two by one spread and you only ran like 25 plays. That's simple. But now you're starting to add some more volume. So I've talked to these guys about now they're under center. They're running the speed sweep. They're tying in power. Now they're in pistol in the gun. They're an offset in the gun. So there's all this verbiage that needs to get communicated and not being in a huddle. So how do you build the system and also the signals? Right. So like whenever I watch like tennis, like I was watching a, a hypo at Tennessee or watching Ole Miss or watching these teams that really do a great job of playing fast, I, I keep hitting the record button and going back and trying to see, all right, how are they signaling this in? How are they getting this communicated? And how are they doing this so fast? So it's kind of a, it's really an interesting topic and it's a, it's a great discussion. For sure. Well, let's let's start with the basics here. And I think any in any good offense, you're going to look at how you're going to structure your formations. And this was a study for me some years back. Was taking over as offensive coordinator at the college level, and we wanted to stick with a lot of the things we were doing. We liked those things. I was a part of that staff the year before and was promoted. But at the same time, when I looked at our formation system it was a lot of stuff that I couldn't in my brain figure out how it related and, and for me I always like to think of it in terms of you know what is my player what is my learner able to focus on to really understand this and get it and be be able to process it quickly so everything for me kind of had to fit that filter of it was going to be through not my eyes as the coach but through the player's eyes and, and who's the learner so I found like 60 some words that pretty much you had to memorize all those different things that were part of our formation system, a lot of different names. And, and we were able to cut it down with, with how we looked at it to basically one set of our players having to know 12 words and the, the other set who had adjusted in those formations needed to know starting from their, from their right, even numbers starting zero, moving out to eight, and then on the left, one moving out to nine, and that placed everybody. And added a few tags in there, and, and when we looked at it, we could get into any kind of formation we want. Now, the downside was usually we're communicating one or two things. So it might sound like, as an example, rip six bunch, right? So that's three things instead of a one-word call, but each of those things is communicating exactly what we want. So again, I don't think there's a right or wrong to this. I know some people like to get very short with their terminology. Some people end up communicating everything. So coach, for you, what do you feel is the best way to, to start this process when you're looking at formations and what you're going to use as terminology? I always thought this. It always would take us maybe a good 10, 15 minutes to come up with a scheme, a formation, a scheme, and a play. What we wanted everybody to do. And then it would take us a good two hours to figure out how to call it. I've always been, okay, so you got your families, right? So you're trying to build families like likeness in your system. But I also think you have to build a system at the start. So as you, as you grow during the season or, or, or during the years, you can grow in your system and stay in the families. And I'll give you an example. So like all two-by-two two formations, stay, their words that start with D. All three-by-one formations are all words that start with P. 
tea. You build those families, you know, chips, trio, trade, tough, crump, happy, whatever, tiger, whatever you want to do. All the two-by-two two formations, duo, deuce, dice, doubles, dart, so that you had formation families. Now, if we wanted to go two-back, so that was all single-back uh, formations. If we wanted to go two-back, then it became colors. And I'm not saying there's not a right or wrong, right, right Keith? No. I mean, it's just whatever, right? These are just different ways things been done. There's all colors, so green, blue, orange, black, brown. I'm like you. I'm always looking for ways. How can I shorten as many words as I can out of my call? So here came a thought the other day when we were talking about this, and that is having defaults. So do you have default formations, default plays? So in other words, instead of, as you put in your base concepts, as you put in your base concepts, can you put them in? And, and this is a Bobby Acosta thing, which I thought was really interesting. Can you put them in by defaulting to the formation? So if I just had, if I said I was going to run power, and I knew the base way I wanted to run power was offset I strong with a, with a flanker and an X, just regular I formation offset strong. Maybe that's what it is, right? So when I put in power, it's always out of that formation. That's the default play of power. Maybe my code word there is Rangers. All you got to do is direct the strength for the quarterback. So the quarterback would come out, and he's always he's always calling where he thinks the field is. So if you're on the left hash, he'd be coming out saying, hey, right, 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 right. So he's telling everybody that's the strength. I'm declaring the strength to you guys. Right, 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 right. That puts your Y, that puts your flanker, that puts all those to the right. So the call, instead of being I write near 26 power, X glance, Z put, whatever it is, okay, your default play is right, 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 Rangers. So if you start to build all your base concepts that way, all right, there's my base scheme, there's my base RPO or, or router, even if it's block, whatever it is, there's the base formation. Now, that doesn't mean I can't go slot right, rangers it doesn't mean i can't add formations to it and add motions to it and all that but those become calls but it just all of a sudden starts to build in my tempo plays by how i put it how i install my schemes with my formations and i thought i thought it was an interesting thing i really thought through the whole package that way but like if you called snag and it was chevron like like i family stuff Mm -hmm. Right, so if it's a snag game, it's gas stations. If it's three-step drop, you know, six-man protections, it's cars. If it's quick games, it's S-words. You know, it's things like that. I found I try to family all my concepts, but if you did that and then defaulted those concepts by formation with okay, Chevron is a gas station. Chevron means two by two. Chevron means dual. The strength of Chevron's to the field. So now all you'd have to do is say dual right, Liz, Chevron, uh, X dagger. You could just say, right, 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 Chevron. Yeah. I've never heard of that approach to it where you're giving it a default, but I, I like it as a starting point. And a couple of important things that you pointed out there, the first being that the, the thought process as you're putting things together needs to be looking ahead. It needs to be not just on what do we need for this season or this particular week whenever you might be doing this, I, I would suggest you have it all figured out before the season, but you're going to add tags, et cetera. But when you look at it, ask the what ifs. So when we were looking at our formation system, we covered it all. 
what if in the future we decided we wanted to be a three-back offense? Not that we would, but how would this fit? How would we call things if we were going to do that? And so that fit into the structure, kind of thinking all those things through and, and being able to come up with that terminology structure that's going to handle it. You handled it in families with the first letter. Uh, some people do it with colors. Some people do it with numbers. What we did, what we found most useful for us in the way that we could teach it, and I would say that's the really the factor. How are you going to teach it? So my way's not right. Your way's not right. What's right for you and how you can teach it, I think that's really the key factor. But the way we looked at it was when we looked at any formation, and we had all these names for, for every formation, right? But there were commonalities between where X, Y, and Z were lining up in a number of these. So our thought started with, why do I got to tell these guys eight different things and they're still lining up in the exact same spot? They got to memorize eight different things that gives them that. So we said, okay, we're just going to take those three guys, X, Y, and Z. We're going to call that a surface and we just need a right and a left for it. So as an example, any, anything, and this was family as well, anything with an R and an L at the beginning meant that we had uh, two wide receivers uh, opposite of each other, so the X and the Z, and then a, a tight end involved in this too. So starting with Rip and Liz would be your typical like pro flank, right? Tight end on the line, flanker outside to, to this Rip to the right, and the X outside to the left. So now we just have to move those other two guys who are the backs. And so we could get into empty formations. We could get into different backfield sets, and the other thing you mentioned was having a default. Well, there was a default in this. So it would start with rip. If I just said rip, we were in an I formation. Our I formation was default. As soon as I added a place for these other guys, which was going to be numbered, then we went to the pistol. But we could move that guy around. So as an example, if I want that tight end flanker to the right, I got rip. And now I want to create that trip side. Uh, we Again, numbers to the right were even numbers to the left were odd and so it went from next to the quarterback being zero up into the B gap where you get your sniffer that spot was two off of your tight end or tackle was four splitting the difference between the widest guy and the the tightest guy in the line of scrimmage was six and then the widest was eight with some rules that moved it along so if I called an eight and someone was occupying it that guy had had to uh, move in but if I called a six and there was a guy occupying it had to split the difference. So in this case, if I said rip six, we're in a pistol with the tight end to the right. And then the whole thing worked like that with families. The zero through nine was all the same. So the, the two backs or those two players needed to learn that. The empty was if it went two digits or backfield adjustment. So if I wanted like a, a both backs next to or both, yeah, we would have, have personnel groups. But let's say they're backs. Next to the quarterback, I could say, depending on who, which side I wanted each guy, either rip 10 or rip 01, right? And that would move those guys. If I wanted them split out wide to be empty, I could say like rip 67. And so within their rip, those X, Ys, and, and Zs not moving, that's all they really need to know are those names. And then those two guys that were going to adjust needed to know the numbers. So that was an example of what we did. How does the tight end know he's in line or flat? Okay, so... That's where the second letter came into the play. So that I tells him in line, Rip, R-I, and Liz, I, O, tells him he's off the ball. So Rob and Lou. Okay, so, all right, so do this. 
do this. Just think about this one, Keith, because we kind of did it this last year, and I think there's something there. So if you say your three receivers are X, Y, and Z, and you say rip, so you know you always got a guy in the boundary and a guy in the field, right? right. Your two outside guys. And they just say left and right. And right, right, right tells the other receiver to go to the field. Yep. So there's your three receivers. And you make your F your number guy. Mm-hmm. And he's your tight end. So he's your adjuster. Yeah. He builds it. Yeah. So if I wanted him in, say, a, a nub, trips nub, I would be right, right. What number would that be? He's on. Strong outside the tight he's end. He's on the right or the tackle, left? Off the ball. On the right. Four. Okay, so you just say, hey, right four, right four. If he if he I was like on it. the other side, yeah. it would be what? What's he, what, what, what's if he on the left? Five is the number. Five, yeah. And you got him where you can put him in the backfield at a far and a near. Yep. You can put him any. You can put him outside the X. That, that's your F, your adjuster, right? Mm-hmm. So he builds the formation. So as soon as your receivers see the right or hear right, they can get lined up. They're done. Yep. The only guy that has to hear the number is your adjuster, the F. Yeah. I, I, and you I don't like have it. to tell him in line what you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean we were for us, again, what was what was our starting point? We were a lot of eleven, twelve, twenty one, right? We you, we could use ten. We could we really could use any personnel set. Yeah. But that was kind of the starting point for us. But I see exactly how that works. Same same way of doing it, different way of skinning the cat and as you're putting it there, if I'm starting with my three receivers and that's, you know, the right and the left, that's that's an easy way to do it, right? And it's going to speed things up. So I'm with you. Right. Now you want to go boundaries, then you just go left, 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 left. That's going to put your two receivers into the boundary. Mm-hmm. So I could go I could go left, 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 four, left, four, left, four. So now I got the nub to the field, but my, my slot into the boundary. I don't know. I'd have to like you and I'd have to sit down and get yeah. on paper well, and it, talk about this more. But I think there's something there. Definitely something there. And and the point being of all of this is a methodology to how you do it. So no right or wrong. Probably what it could get to is what is more efficient. And sometimes that doesn't matter to a team. Sometimes it does. So, but to me, if I was looking at it, and we were a huddle team, so terminology was still okay i could be longer if i needed to because i'm communicating the huddle i would still want to ask that what if we want to be up tempo how can we speed this up and i think what you did is provide an answer for that yeah so you're always looking how to cut words so just these are all things it's not like a we haven't perfected this yet keith right no, we will. but all thoughts right one word one word plays how do you line up quickly in formations how, what's the best way how do you how do you signal this to your guys? So the more I can do this, I think the more tempo one word plays I can carry. I've automatically, as soon as I first day of install, add my base plays that I'm going to call all year. All right, I put them as default formations. On day one, I've built in tempo, one word plays tempo, right? Mm-hmm. Which is the concept. If I yell Chevron. That's a one. That's a tempo one-word play, but everybody knows it's dual. It's right, 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 right. Chevron, right. Chevron, right. Yep. So I don't know. These are just all things to think through right now about how could, as I install it, can I install it in a less verbiage tempo style? Interesting. There's a lot of tools there too when you look at it. For me, when we went to one-word tempo, because we would use those 
quite a bit, right? And you got some smartass on the other team who's jotting everything down as you're doing it. He's on to, boy, they, they've said this word quite a few times, and it's always been three-by-one stick draw, right, which, which was one of ours. Three-by-one stick draw was a one-word play. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, and, and then we had our specialty one-word plays that would probably be game plan. So the way we handled both of those, if you looked at my sideline, we would read it like a book, left to right. So starting with the first guy was our procedure, our tempo. Our next guy was a personnel group. After that was formation and then the wristband guy. And then after him, and really I hadn't figured this out, first year we ever used picture boards was I, I'm not sure how I want to use these yet, but we're going to make them and you're going to stand here all game and somebody's going to try to figure out what the hell we're doing, but it means nothing. So the first year it actually meant nothing. But then we got it to the point where for our one words, we had our standard stuff, which was always on the picture board, the the top, as I'm looking at it, top left picture. We had four, right? Divided it in fourths. It was the top left picture. So they would see that picture and that was essentially what would be like a one-word play, right? They were actually looking just at a picture to, to get it. Sure. So sure. the way it started sure. is in our tempo, the tempo that we signal in would be picture. Some, for us, it, was all, it all started with letters. So a city or a state and P for picture. So it would be something like Portland, right? And, and then to screw people up on the back of that sign that said Portland, I would have like a, a different one, let's say from... Um, Something from the opposite coast of of Portland, and uh, I can't think of one off the top of my head, what, whatever it was, but another P word there. So somebody who's trying to figure out, which I've I had multiple guys would tell me, I think I got it, and they thought there was something to the words, but it was actually just the first letter. So the first word was P picture. Go look at the picture. So everybody would just skip through everybody else who was standing there doing dummy signals and everything. They look at that, and we go now for our specialty ones. On the diagonal from that, the, the quadrant diagonal from that, so I'm looking at it, it's bottom right, was always a word. And those words then were whatever we game planned for that week. And you usually carry anywhere from three to six of those, right? And we had, so we had six boards, um, six pictures we used essentially all year long. It gave everything they needed, formation in the play. And then our specialty ones, which were one word. What I liked about that was, again, they would see a W like Wyoming, right? The city state takes them right to that board again. And they look at the word this time, right? And then, so, of course, there's two dummy pictures in there that didn't, didn't mean anything. Yeah, that's a good idea. I like that. I like that for the boards. Yeah. And what I liked about that was it took away, no, there are some guys who are smart who play defense. Did you know this? Really smart guys. There are not. That's just a nasty rumor going around. <laughs> so ultimately, you got that kid out there who's like, you know, at the high school level, he's in the AP physics class. And, you know, he's so he figures out pretty quick. Hey, every time they say uh, Longhorns, it's going to be, you know, this certain play. Right. So so we got away from yeah. using the one words and we just look at the board, the word on the board. So two different quadrants. Now, those boards would contain 12 different plays that we were, you know, up to 12. If I could always create more boards if we needed to, but we usually we found what we needed in 12. Oh, oh, you, you jumped, you jumped way ahead in this conversation, bro. <laughs> we were talking about formations. Now we're on boards and pictures and we're, you, you kind of got, you got ahead of me in on class. You skipped the class. Well, I, right? I know. We'll go backwards. So, we'll go back. We'll go back. Yeah. We need to go back 
and we need to we need to next Monday have another short discussion because I got to think about this whole numbers because I was just thinking. All right, so my three receivers, all right, and let's say it's a specialty formation, right? Two tights or something like that. I'm going to play with three receivers, right? So right left. So now it's hey field field or boundary, right? Mm-hmm. All I'm doing is telling the slot where to line up, the right. Y. Field or boundary. Now I kind of like your number thing tells the two backs how to li- how to fit that formation, right? Right. So if I want right. trips into the boundary, that it goes left to right, zero, one, two, three, four, right, like that. Is that how it goes? Yes, that's right. So if I if I if I was on the left hash and I wanted, I would go, hey, boundary three. That would put me trips into the boundary, right? Uh, if well, it's it's to, to the left. I'm not. I wasn't flipping them, but I mean, you you could. No, but I would have to know. I would have to know that if I was on the right hash. It would be boundary eight or not eight, nine or would whatever. Put right? in formation in the boundary. Yeah. Yeah. Would eight put would it be in the, the widest. Just, yeah. But yeah, you, you've so got it. Yeah. You got the main idea. Yeah. I mean, I'd have to kind of look at your deal on that. Well, this definitely, we need to pick this up because we're to our time here. So next week, and we're going to get into more detail. In the meantime, I'm going to draw this up and we'll see what we have for our listeners next week. But we're going to continue our discussion on terminology. I'm probably going to hit you up here in a couple of days after I kind of think through this whole thing. And you and I need to have, we'll have a zoom and we'll, uh, we'll kind of, we'll kind of come up with a great plan on, on this. Cause let's just stay in formations, motions, all that right now. Exactly. And then we need to have another talk about the boards and communication from the sideline. These are great talks. These are Absolutely. talks that we, we spend out, we spend six hours a day sometimes in the office talking to looking at guys on film and trying to, figure out what they're doing and all that so this is good shit. this is good shit as they say well, we, we we've got the up-tempo version we did it in under 30 minutes and we'll pick up again next week so coach i appreciate your time and uh look forward to talking to you later this week you got it brother i'll hit you later Keith. see ya